Welcome back to HodgePodge. I'm your host, Allison Klackwitz. I'm so excited to introduce my guest today. His name is Jeremy Fiebig. Jeremy is an esteemed theater professor at Fayetteville State University and founder and artistic director of Sweet Tea Shakespeare Theater Group here in our lovely city of Fayetteville, North Carolina. Jeremy is a true champion of theater arts here in our community, and we are so lucky to have him. I'm excited to talk to Jeremy about who he is, from where he came, what led him to his love of Shakespeare, and what brought him here to Fayetteville, North Carolina. Stay tuned. Here I am. Here you are. Good morning, Jeremy. Welcome to High Good morning. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm so thrilled to have you. Jeremy and I have uh, recently become acquainted and actually got to record together. Well, not really record, but we <laughs> we were live on, on the radio. It was an adventure, yeah. It was. It was super fun. And so we got to know a little bit about each other and... Um, and I was uh, already following him and Sweet Tea Shakespeare, um, the uh, connection um, here in Fayetteville, and wanted to have you come in or come on uh, HodgePodge and, and talk a little more about who you are and uh, your background, how you found your way here to Fayetteville. Sure. Well, I... Um... I've been in Fayetteville about 10 years and um, uh, before that was in, in uh, I taught for three years in Iowa at a tiny little liberal arts college. And uh, before that I was in grad school in Virginia. And then before that, the, the, you know, the 21 ish years before that um, <laughs> I grew up in, in Missouri. I was just, I'm, I'm from Missouri. I went to college outside of Kansas city and, uh, spent a little time outside of St. Louis, went to high school in Columbia, um, and just kind of bounced around all over. My dad was a, um, at first he was a, a Baptist pastor, and then he became um, a university professor um, in theater and communication. So um, while he was a pastor, we bounced around a lot, as right. as that those kinds of families do, and um, very so, similar to the military community here. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, and then so, so um, yeah, we're the. I, I guess I'm here because of the the other sort of transient lifestyle, which is academics. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so I, um, like truly Midwestern in just about every way, <laughs> and uh, came to Fayetteville. Um, uh, like I said, 10 years ago, just for the job um, that I have now, which is a professor of theater at Fayetteville State. Um, I really enjoy the professor life. Um, it's a lot of hard work and then you get a tiny little break, <laughs> um, but I, I, it, it suits me. Um, and, and actually, so uh, one of the things that sort of draws me to Fayetteville and drew me to Fayetteville when I was applying for the job is that um, when I was growing up, we vacationed to North Carolina from Missouri, which is a really long drive. Right. We have family friends in, um, in Asheboro and we would meet them in Asheboro for a while and then drive right past Fayetteville 
on our way to like North Myrtle Beach mm-hmm. uh, and then Oak Island. So um, I have some histories, uh, family history and personal history uh, in this part of the country from those experiences. And I just remember being, you know, sort of driving around with my mouth open at all the pine trees and, and thinking fondly of those summer experiences. And mm-hmm. so when it was time to think about a place to go, Fayetteville seemed like a, a pretty good fit. Yeah, that's great. I, n- I remember you talking about when you were in Iowa and that it was very cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or oh, very, yes. And very just small. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. The two tallest buildings in town were grain elevators. Uh, and the, the town was uh, 4,500 people. Right. Um, and so it was just, there was just not not a lot going on. Lovely people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm all like Norwegian transplants right. and uh, Lutherans and mm-hmm. th- they have, they have a charm about them. <laughs> um, but, but after, after a couple years of where the high temperature for a week or two in January and February is like negative four degrees. Yeah. Uh, we, we saw that it might be time to find a warmer place. Out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I think you found one. I think you found yeah, one. And I, for I, sure. I had read you um, written too that when you were in Iowa, that the idea of a Shakespeare company um, had come to you mm-hmm. and that you were going to call it the sweet corn Shakespeare. Yes. Uh, but then you moved here and it evolved into sweet tea Shakespeare. That's right. Yeah, we um, some of my time in Iowa, um, we had a, a May term and I was I was modeling the the theater company uh, through that through an experience, just a theater company experience with students. And mm-hmm. um, right before we decided to move, um, I had started working on plans for sweet corn Shakespeare, of course everything in Iowa is corn or soy, soybeans. (laughs) And so all these little towns and are just islands in a sea of corn. So it made sense there. And obviously when you come to North Carolina, Mm -hmm. that is not the primary crop. We do grow it here, but it is not the the primary thing. And and obviously sweet tea is everywhere. And that's part of why the, 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 the name changed when we moved. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I think it's perfect. It's cute. Thank you. Yeah, Um, we get a lot of compliments on the name. I mean, I have people from England sometimes message us, say, you know, they love the name. It's a great name. Yeah. So I'm I'm very proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's clever, befitting. You couldn't have chosen a better name. (laughs) Thank you. And it makes for really good props. That's right. That's right. And and beverages. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. So I want to jump back. Tell me, tell me about life as, um, as a pastor's son living in Missouri. I mean, did you ever imagine yourself that you would grow up to be a theater professor and that you'd be this Shakespearean expert? (laughs) Uh, the answer is no. Uh, my, my, um, my dad had theater training um, before he he went into the ministry, and um, so a lot of what he did at church had a th- sort of theatrical element to it. Um, uh, but I did not settle on theater really until high school, 
when there were just some opportunities at, at, at the schools I went to, to hook in, I started out in choir and then they did projects on the side plays and then musicals. And so I just worked my way into that. And it really wasn't until uh, like my junior year that I, I really started like doing everything. Uh, and so, uh, and I didn't even know quite what I wanted to major in. Um, so I just, um, like started getting really into theater. And then, um, when I was applying for colleges, started looking at theater programs and I was still into music. So I majored in that too at first. Um, and, and my education just sort of like took the reins for me in that regard, um, and sort of steered me first, you know, to theater and, and then performance studies and, and then, um, and then Shakespeare, uh, when I was in grad school. So I, I just, I just sort of followed where the opportunities led and, uh, that, that sort of what, what got me all the way here. Cool. Um, you spent some time in England. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. I've taken a few trips. Yeah. Um, uh, in grad school and my wife and I, uh, have been a time or two. So yeah, I've, I've been there, um, not extensively, but probably all told, you know, um, a couple months over the last 12 or 15 years. I thought I had read something about some theater experiences in England, but probably. Yeah, just- <laughs> uh, I do have a lot of those because every time I go over there, I see, you know, a, a play or two a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, like with Sweet Sea specifically, um, a lot of what we do, uh, particularly on the outdoor theater side, is informed by the theater over there. Um, and specifically, uh, one, it's called Open Air Theater, and it's in the middle of uh, Regent's Park. I think it's Regent's Park. Um, and it's just, it's like, uh, this little amphitheater and they do these plays, they string up cafe lights mm-hmm. and there's a bar outside and you can spread your picnic blanket. If you want to, or you can take a seat and it's, you just like watch a play as the sun goes down and, mm-hmm. and the warm light of the cafe lights take over and it's just really lovely. And, you know, I, we used to like grab a picture of, Pim's number one cup, which is a, a little gin cocktail over there. That's great. They, and so, <laughs> so you get your pitcher at the bar and, uh, and then you, you know, go watch the play and you're sort of getting tipsier and tipsier as the night goes on. And the combination of all of those things has really informed uh, a lot of what we do as Sweet Tea Shakespeare. Right. It creates this just kind of dreamy environment. Yeah. You just feel very comfortable in, you're entertained. Yeah. The caliber of Sweet Tea Shakespeare, the two, you know, I mean, the talent is so, so good. The quality is so good. And well, thank I, you for saying so. Yeah. Um, we, we work on that. I mean, so um, Fayetteville is a really interesting place to make theater because there are, there are professionals that come in Um uh, into, uh, there are professionals who live here. Um, either they're attached to the universities or um, they are building a career here, maybe doing film at, out on the coast at, at Wilmington and, mm-hmm. and, and doing plays and uh, either at Cape Fear Regional Theater here in town or Temple in Sanford or up in the Triangle. So there are theater professionals here. Um, and then there is a, a, a big population of folks who are really good and who like doing theater, um, amateurs, we would call them, but they have 
um, many of them uh, sort of professional quality chops. And we certainly put all those people to work uh, and sometimes bring in bring in hired hands to help us as well. But it's a it's a really good time. And of course, the, the presence of Fort Bragg uh, right. really ups the game in Fayetteville um, over another town of equal size because there are so many people coming in from all over the country. Um, the family members of, of service members and service members right. themselves at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just love putting those people to work too. <laughs> You've got plenty of hands. That's you right. can always use more hands too though, right? <laughs> always, always. <laughs> always. So let's go back to Fayetteville and talk. Um, so why Shakespeare in a military town? Uh, any connection? Um, I know, or is there involvement from our military community? Sure. We have, um, I can answer the second question first. We have um, lots of involvement in our, from our military community. You kind of um, already have, answered that. But yeah, we have, a, we have active duty soldiers from time to time, um, particularly musicians. We, have, we tend to have a lot of musicians from, um, from the Army um, who come work for us at times. But we have had active duty folks. We have uh, uh, DOD contractors. Um, we have folks who work for Department of Defense schools, a lot of uh, veterans, and certainly a lot of uh, uh, Blue Star family members as well. So um, we, we have a lot. I'd say it's at least 50% of our company membership is someone in one of those categories. Um, and to answer the question about why Shakespeare and Fable, I mean, um, I, I guess I would say I feel an obligation um, as an artist in this town uh, who has a sort of made my own leadership position in some ways. But um, I think we have an obligation to um, provide every opportunity uh, that you would experience culturally uh, in Fayetteville uh, because of the people that Fort Bragg brings to our community. Uh, these are people coming from big cities and small towns. And, and I think it's incumbent upon us to make a Fayetteville that um, is truly a fully realized community and home for these people while they're here. And right. certainly I think um, uh, Shakespeare theaters and festivals are a part of the fabric of how we do theater in this country as a whole. And so it makes sense to me you know, you've got a, a Shakespeare company on the corner and you've got a musical theater company on the corner and you got a dance studio on the corner and and art galleries and things like that. And so I think all of those things together create this sort of tapestry that we want to have in Fayetteville and uh, certainly happy for the Shakespeare to play a part. And of course, there's a lot of Shakespeare content um, from the history plays to some of the tragedies uh, mm-hmm. and even some of the comedies uh, like Much Ado About Nothing that tie into um, uh, either at sort of war stories or coming home from war stories and deal with all of the things that a military community would deal with. Uh, I mean, the, the, England was at, as it was at war throughout their history, uh, just like we have been. And so uh, there's going to be a lot of connection there for sure. Definitely. Um, with that, I had the opportunity to, I'm so excited, I'm really, really excited that, about the uh, Sweet Tea um, podcast. Yeah. 
and had the opportunity to listen last night. It was so good. Uh, I mean, the quality of the recording is just amazing. Uh, I felt like I was right there. Um, was had goosebumps. Good. Like what from not only the beautiful music and every you know, but the um, the soldier. Mm-hmm. The um, the piece about the soldier. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's phenomenal. That's L.J. Bowens, and he's he's a local spoken word artist that that we are happy to be friends with, and uh, very excited that that uh, is a piece that he showcased nationally, and he was just happy to 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 throw it into our mix, and it worked out as a lovely centerpiece for for that podcast yeah. episode. It it did, and I'm going to tell you, it dawned me when I was listening that it had a very prairie home companion. Yes. Thank you for saying so. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was right there with it. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. Everyone needs to be listening to this. I hope everyone does. Uh, so, um, (laughs) I, I, I could tell you a little bit about, uh, about it. So that was our first episode and subsequent episodes are going to be different. I mean, we will occasionally do live shows like that. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, sometimes our episodes will be, you know, maybe it's just our regular pre-show, uh, which we do. We do the live music before everything. So it may just be that. Or like tonight, we're going to do an episode that is me um, talking about Julius Caesar, which is a production we have coming up. Um, mm. It's a free lecture I give at the library. And so it will it'll be that and sort of a little uh for lack of a better, a sermon on, on Julius Caesar. Uh, right. And, and we'll wrap it with some music and that will be an episode and we'll have round table discussions and all kinds of different content. So it'll be a little bit, uh, we don't have a, a strict format week to week um, or, or episode to episode, I should say. And, uh, but it's something we're, we're playing with. Um, we, we uh, have a goal of sort of extending our reach um, wider and wider to introduce our artists um, to a wider base in Fayetteville, but also the region and, and anyone who listens to a podcast from wherever they are, uh, Massachusetts to Morocco and all points in between. Right. Well, it would definitely appeal to all points in between and <laughs> on the outside and all, all around. So we have, we, we can look forward to live shows some behind the scenes stuff. And then, uh, like you said, your lectures that, and you're doing a lecture this weekend. Is that correct? Yeah, tonight. The, um, 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 well, I have one. Well, well, I have one tonight, Tuesday. It's, it's March 10th, but I do one every uh, month at the, the library main branch in downtown Fayetteville. Um, and it's usually like, sometimes it'll be tied to what sweet tea is doing in, in the upcoming months. So next month, um, we're opening a Midsummer Night's Dream. So I'll have a lecture about that. Last month, it was about um, Shakespearean playhouses, because that's that's a project we're working on right now, as you know. And so mm-hmm. I, we just kind of bounce around. Sometimes it's it's less workshop or less lecture and more workshop. And so we kind of mix it up. But I've been doing those um, since the fall every month and really enjoyed it. What's the progress on the stage? So we're taking delivery of uh, 
the, uh, the biggest part of the playhouse, the, the central piece, um, in just a few weeks, um, like less than a month, around April 7th or 8th. Um, so, and then we're going to put it to use uh, for our summer shows. So we're doing that, and and um, uh, that those summer shows will be at the Museum of the Cape Fear, um, except for one performance that we're that we're actually doing. We we we're just announcing this this week, but we're taking it to the new Mercedes Benz dealership on May 10th and doing a show there, and we're very excited about it. Um, so uh, cool. we're we're doing that, but. Um, um, we're still, so they sponsoring the show. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, um, we're, we'll sell tickets just like a, a normal show, but they've invited us out and, and we're going to have a, a, like a bit of a party in their beautiful new showroom. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's going to be pretty well, that fun. Is cool. Yeah. See, that's a great way for marketing for our area businesses. So are you open to that at other? Oh, sure. Uh, we take invitations all the time to come out and we can, we can do uh, usually anything from a, a full production to one of our podcast live recordings and anything in between. Um, and we look for that. Yeah. Uh, excited to come out and do that. And we, we have a history of, of doing that quite a bit, particularly with a, uh, a couple of our smaller series, like the Lit series, which is Drunk Shakespeare, and we take that to <laughs> pubs and craft breweries and in places like that. So we're we've got it in the blood there. But uh, about the Playhouse, yeah. I mean, um, so we're taking delivery, and then we will continue fundraising for it through um, through July, and uh, we we're uh, just a few relatively modest gifts away from making that uh getting that fully paid for and so um that we're, we're continuing to work on that project very good very good so what's coming up on the sweet tea stage i know you were just saying uh midsummer night's dream mm -hmm. we'll get to see puck and all the the characters the lovers yeah we um <laughs> we uh so uh, this weekend, um, March 14th and 15th, we're our young company, which is called Green Tea, is doing Julius Caesar uh, at two o'clock each afternoon. So our young company is um, they're a, a bunch of brave young women. Um, they haven't always been young women, but the company is young women right now. And they're they're They've been working um, for quite a while on this production of Midsummer uh, and or not Midsummer, Julius Caesar. And so that's free at the main branch of the public library two o'clock on the 14th and 15th the 15th of course oh, that's what i was thinking. yeah yes it's the the 15th mm -hmm. is the ides of march so we're excited to do julius caesar on the ides of march uh yeah so that's going to be a lot of fun and then um uh so that's this week did i hear hold on let me interrupt you did i did i see something about your son playing julius caesar no it's well my daughter is playing brutus yeah, okay. um, she's okay. she's playing Brutus and working very diligently on her lines. Um, that's a Brutus has talked a lot. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but both my kids uh, have been in Sweet Tea shows before. This is Elliot's, I think. Um, well, uh, uh, first Green Tea show, but she uh, was in Richard the Third with us last year, and then several years ago when she was very little, she played. Uh, uh, Mamilius in the Winter's Tale, 
Um, and oh. then uh, Owen was also in Richard the Third last year, so they've both had a little bit of practice. How cool! Yeah, love it. For them. That's so. That's really neat. And then, okay, so we've got Julius. Caesar, yeah, Julius Caesar. And then at the end of this month, we're bringing some guests in um, from Mary Baldwin University, the graduate program there. That's where I went to school. Uh, it's in Virginia, and we're bringing them in for um, a Friday night performance of the Tempest. Saturday afternoon workshops on a variety of things from from text work to stage combat and then a Saturday evening performance of uh, what they call Q1 Hamlet, Quarto 1 Hamlet. It's it's a Hamlet that w was written down after it was uh, pretty badly misremembered. And so it's a, it's very different from the Hamlet you might see other places. And so we're having a, a festival with those folks that we're, we're hosting. Uh, and then next month, starting on Shakespeare's birthday, April 23rd, we open Midsummer Night's Dream. And that will be outdoors at the Poe House with the new Playhouse. Uh, oh, and then, man. That will be oh, it's going to be great. It's, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be truly great. And um, and then in uh, that runs for three weekends into May, then it closes for a bit. Then in June, we open the first weekend of June. We open um, a play called that we're calling uh, Night's Tale, which is uh, a, a retitling of Shakespeare's The Two Noble Kinsmen that he co-wrote mm -hmm. um, with another playwright named John Fletcher. And it's based on mm -hmm. the Canterbury Tale, the Night's Tale. And um, it has some tie-ins right. with the Heath Ledger movie uh, because of that. And so we're running that. Um, and then... After that gets up and running, we're, we're bringing Midsummer back and sort of running them in repertory, including a couple double features. And the reason we're doing that is that there are these crossover characters, Theseus and Hippolyta, appear in both plays. And so we're treating it like we're calling it the Shakespeare comic universe, kind of like Marvel. And so we're going to treat it like it's one continuous story with a lot of touch points and connections, actors who appear as one kind of role and then reappear later is a similar kind of role, but in a different story. Uh, and so we're looking forward to that. And that'll take us through the end of June. And then that is the end of our 2019-2020 uh, season. Right. Yeah. See, I love that about it too, because you take it, you, 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 you take this classic, <laughs> but you make it your own. You, you add so much uh, to it, to the, I mean, from the music mm -hmm. to new characters or a new take or um, maybe some gender roles, sure. you know, casting. It's, um, it's, it's, it's really good. Yeah, we, we, do, we take all of those cues really from um, the spirit of the early modern stage where Shakespeare was doing his own work. And we don't do everything sort of literally um, like we're, we're doing a museum reconstruction of that, that period. Certainly it will not appear stuffy and we almost never wear ruffs and there is no, there are no accents. Everything has a contemporary feel, but, but that's actually how it felt to them at the time. One of the reasons Shakespeare becomes Shakespeare and there are certainly other playwrights that we know from that period, um, Christopher Marlowe and Ben Johnson. One of the reasons that, that they become famous and Shakespeare becomes Shakespeare is because they're, really rock stars they're they're building the thing that everybody wants to go to and it has music mm -hmm. and it has um hometown actors and celebrities and and co costumes and and it feels alive and now 
And that's the spirit that we're trying to reconstruct. And sometimes we do that by going back in time. And sometimes we do it by bringing the plays forward in time. We tend to do the texts as written. We're not doing a lot. We're not rewriting them into contemporary English, but we do act them in a contemporary way and present them in a contemporary way. And so um, my, my our goal is to just make sure that everyone has that sort of human connection uh, when they come see a show that they're sort of remembering human beings. Uh, and, and a lot of things we do do that. Well, the music sort of turns you on in a certain way and the acting can, can, can sort of make you watch it because there's a lot of interactivity. And then I, I always uh, remember when we are outside that that outdoors is what human beings are built for. They've, they've lived for millions of years outdoors more than indoors. And we've sort of, the modern age has really flipped that. And so any chance you have to get people outdoors, there's something, I think, biochemical that happens. Yeah. And, um, and it's a good drug. That's I what agree. I would say. It's a good drug. 100%. All of my favorite productions or favorite venues are all out, outdoors. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, I mean, all of your, you know, you're in the elements, you know, there's nature and, you know, sounds and all of these things that tie in and um, and to be able to experience music or live music or live theater, it just enhances that. So Sweet Tea has done a, a great job of, of tying all of that in. And I, I'm loving the whole time travel thing. Thank you. You know, I, I, don't, I, I doubt that William Shakespeare, you know, considered time travel much he he did a little bit actually there's a there's a um uh the play i was mentioning earlier um um winter's tale has a character named time who comes out between the first half and the second half of the play and like sort of verbally presses fast forward and we move ahead 16 years um okay well yeah he he had a i don't (laughs) think he would have called it time travel but i but he did have some there there were some uh, characters like that and the chorus and Henry V who who sort of advance us and move us around as needed um, so it, it's just like a film cut right so you you can be in one time and place and then uh, there's a there's a cut to a new time and place and and everybody just kind of understands and pretends that this has happened so he did he definitely right. did that um, but, uh, not but he was not thinking of Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future I don't think no, he was he was not getting in the Taurus, right. and <laughs> but it is cool. It's a very um, it's a, it's a neat connection. I love that. So, what else? Anything else going on uh, in the theater world? In your world? Um, anything that you haven't covered or that we haven't discussed? Sure. Yet? Well, I will say that we are in the final stages of uh, polishing our. Uh, very ambitious next season. Um, it will include, um, uh, it's just a lot of, uh, it's, it's everything that we have done to this point. And then um, some new stuff uh, that we're just approaching a little differently. So, so I can't tell you what the titles are, but what I will say is um, that we are uh, bringing back lit. It will be a sort of a continuous series that pops up throughout the year and we have a new um, way that we're going to approach that. It's kind of sports themed. And so as soon as we have our, mm-hmm. our season announcement next month, everybody will see kind of how that works. 
Um, but it's it's going to be cool, particularly when we take take the lit series to sports bars, and we try and get all these jocks and uh, and you know, yeah, infantry guys so to, to hook into Shakespeare. Yeah, go ahead. Is, is this something that we can look forward to seeing maybe at the Sager Stadium? Oh, maybe. We're, we're, we're talking to them about uh, th- ways we might hook in with them. So so if they're listening, we would yeah. love to come perform Shakespeare in the outfield. Uh, so, you know, anyone listening who and works even, for the Woodpeckers, just elbow this- them for us. Yeah. And when you were saying that about sports bars, you know, they've got that really awesome – uh, yep. deck up there with the, the green space and everything. Yep. So, so, yeah, so yeah, we're doing, it. we're doing some exciting things with lit. We're going to take some shows to Raleigh. Uh, we've been there a time or two, but this is the first time we're including it fully in our season. We'll take a couple shows up there. Um, and you did perform already. We have performed. Yeah. We've been there. Um, I've been there many times to do different projects, but we did a partnership project a couple years ago of King Lear. Um, and so, uh, and then we just did uh, the Scottish play starts with Mac and ends with Beth. Um, and we just did that up in Raleigh uh, in January. So we've been there a couple times. Um, and then, um, uh, so we've got those, those things working on. Um, and then we're, we will be bringing uh, these live recorded podcasts, the Sweet Tea Shakespeare Hours, uh, there will be a handful of pop-up performances of those in the season as well. All right. A lot to look forward For to. For sure. Yeah, and we will, we will announce our season on or around Shakespeare's birthday in April. Uh, so, so folks can tune into our social media. We're planning to release that information in a sort of unconventional way. Might involve an Easter egg hunt. We're working out the details. <laughs> So when we get our handle on that, people can can tune into us and and they actually will be able to discover uh, the season or parts of it before anyone else. Wow. How exciting. (laughs) So do you ever take any time off? Are you always your is is this your spring break? This is my spring break. Um, It is. I will say this. uh, I, I. it's tough to take time off when you are the sort of operator of a company like Sweet Tea Shakespeare, because there's always something going on. Um, But I do have some great partners in the organization and they uh, are happy to take the reins uh, for stretches of time. And actually I'm looking uh, to, to taking a couple months off this summer. um, If, if the coronavirus does not ruin everything, uh, right. I, I, will, I hadn't yeah, thought about to, that. And, and how that could affect our. Yeah, it could. It could shut everything down. So we'll see how that goes. I have my fingers crossed. But um, I'm supposed to teach a class in Spain for four weeks in June and early July. And then um, my family and I are going to Prague and England. And, and, oh, and oh, so we're going to we're hoping to have fun, hoping to have fun there. Um, and that'll be part of a couple I'm months where I where I time. turn things down. If I don't turn them off entirely, I'll turn them down for sure. Right. Well, you definitely are going to earn that European vacation. Thank you. <laughs> I agree. Where in Spain are you teaching? Um, I, um, the University of Almeria is our host institution. Um, I'm teaching a class out of Fayetteville State. 
uh, on the humanities. It's called Arts and Performance. And you know, what it does is, is walk students um, to performance art, so to dance and theater and street performance and music and all kinds of things like that. But also uh, we'll look at things like um, visual art and, and uh, sort of examine the space in between um, things that are performed versus things that aren't performed and all kinds of things. And um, happy to teach that with a partner. Um, I do not have Spanish in my background. So I, I, there's another faculty member going with me who's going to help me out as, as, as best she can. And she's teaching her own course as well. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Great. <laughs> well, that will for be sure. exciting. I'm excited for you. Well, it has been an excellent conversation. I am going to make sure in the accompanying blog post that I link all of uh, your social media and contacts um, and your podcast Great. link. Thank you. Because we're going we're, we're gonna to be very eager to hear Thank more. you. Thank you. Yeah, we're working on the next couple of these even now. So I will keep you posted uh, so you can keep your listeners posted and readers posted as soon as we have something to share. Yes, yes. And maybe we can have an ongoing conversation from time to time about what's coming up with Happy to do that. All right. Well, go and enjoy the rest of your um, your spring break and take a little time for yourself. I will do that. <laughs> Thank you. Great to talk to you. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for now.